0: Welcome to The Randy Report, I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day following the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment of interest to the LGBT community. Today I get to share with you one of my favorite musical artists. She makes me smile, she makes me laugh. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Oh, and she had a number one Billboard hit, did I mention that? Chloe Latanzi. Time uh-huh. acclaimed singer-songwriter and actress who recently released her debut solo album, No Pain. This is the follow-up to her number one Billboard dance club hit you have to believe from last year, which was an acclaimed collaboration with her mother, international superstar Olivia Newton-John. No Pain, which was co-written and co-produced with Jared Rogers, took a 13-year journey from creative inception to commercial release. Chloe began the project when she was signed to Warner, Australia at the early age of 17 as a creative outlet to express her personal battle with body dysmorphia and anorexia. Although some leaked demos created excitement for the project, it was eventually put on hold as Chloe addressed her inner demons. Just recently, she went back and listened to those tracks and she decided it was finally time to share this music with the public. In the press release for the album, she said, I've reached a point in my life where I'm happy with who I am. When I was making No Pain 13 years ago, it was never good enough in my mind. So I would redo the tracks over and over again. Perfection was important to me. Now, the state of mind I'm in, I can hear the beauty and the vulnerability of the journey I was taking when I was making the album, and I wanted to share it with the world. I'm proud of it now. The critics have heaped praise on the album. Music critic Mike Wass says We've been blessed by the occasional standalone single, for instance, 2010's Wings and a Gun and 2011's Play With Me, and the club conquering duet with her mom, but none of those tracks rival the greatness of those early demo tracks. Chloe has a distinctive voice and, more importantly, something to say. Chloe’s Billboard debut, you have to believe, became the very first number one hit on the Billboard Dance Club chart by Mother Daughter Team. And the music video created such a stir on the internet that Backstreet boy Nick Carter, who was in pre-production for his upcoming zombie steampunk film, Dead Seven, created a role for her in the film, which premiered earlier this year on the Sci-fi channel. You may recall that Chloe garnered national attention on the MTV reality show Rock the Cradle in 2008, where she was the last female singer standing, coming in third in the finale. Chloe was recently in the international spotlight again for winning on a completely different playing field. When she became the target of cyberbullying on her social media, Chloe was not going to have it. And when she stood up for herself and others who had been body shamed on social media across the internet, she got the attention of the international press from the UK to Australia and across the United States. This led to a recent appearance on the daytime hit TV show, The Doctors, where she inspired millions by sharing her personal journey with self-image. And so with all of that backstory and biography behind us now, I'm thrilled to welcome to the show, Chloe Latanzi. (laughs)
1: Thank you so much for having me, Randy. I love you. It's so much fun to be on your show.
0: Well, thank you. I love, love, love these songs. And I've talked to you about these songs in the past. I knew there was a story behind putting them on hold. And now I listen to this and I go, wow. <laughs> we we needed you to get good with releasing these. I think these are terrific, terrific songs. You know what's amazing? I'll let you tell the story. But the beginning of this goes back over ten years when you started working on this project. The fact that these songs are from over ten years ago—they sound so current. They sound like what you hear on the radio right now.
1: Thank you. Yeah, that's what actually freaked my record label out a little bit. Um, I was, you know, it was twelve years ago and. My music was a little ahead of its time, and they were kind of like, "We don't get this," you know. Make it make it sound a little bit more like everybody else. And I was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> there, you know, there's always battles with the executive heads because they they're not they don't usually have the creative minds. So there's always battles between the artists and them.
0: This was going to be with Warner Australia, correct?
1: Yes, I was 17. And I worked on this album from 17 to, like, 21. And through that time in my life, I developed anorexia. So I was channeling a lot of my, my struggle, my pain and angst into this album, as well as beautiful insights and good experiences. But, you know, that was a really dark time for me, and that's why I think the record is, is quite intense, and you can feel
0: that. Oh, Absolutely. The lyrics are so, so personal at times, and we're going to talk about that. Your lyric writing is so spot on for who you are, and you tell us so much about yourself while you're giving us, like, really terrific pop songs.
1: Thank you. And I have to give credit to my producer. He made all the tracks. We co-produced together, but, you know, he was really the, an incredible musician who who I I co-wrote this record
0: with. And that's Jared Rogers?
1: Jared Rogers, yes. We, he actually lived in my home for uh, a year. <laughs> oh, wow. We lived together, yeah, so we could make this album. This was our, our baby.
0: You were working on it at the time. You did have a personal battle with anorexia and some body dysmorphia issues. Was it a combination of those things and the label not getting what you were doing at the time that made you put it up on the shelf for a while?
1: Yes. Uh, Having anorexia, I was um, not only like an extreme perfectionist Mm -hmm. uh, body-wise externally, but I was on myself as a musician. I redid the track probably each about five times Mm -hmm. because there were little things. I'm actually glad I did because in the end, my producer was always like, oh yeah, it does sound better. I would hear little (laughs) little details that if they had to be there, you know, or or the song wouldn't. It's very important for me to bring you into my world, and the slightest little uh, musical detail, whether it be instrumental or vocal, can completely change the. It can completely change how the song makes you feel. So I was a I was a perfectionist, and this really slowed up the record. And then also, when my label from Australia flew out to the States and saw the physical shape I was in, they were like, we can't release press photos. Um, You look too ill. Yeah, and I was like, what What are you talking about? I was was normal. (laughs) Completely delusional. I didn't know how thin I was. So regardless of that, we just kept working on the album. And I eventually just came to this point. I got help from my mom could buy myself out of my contract because I didn't want to be creatively limited by them. And I also, I think there was an internal sabotage inside of me that, like, I wasn't ready to put these songs out because I didn't think they were good enough.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. People do that to themselves sometimes.
1: Yes. And then over the years, my friends, you know, my friends would always be playing my albums. And they were, they would be like, you need to put this out, you know, year after year. My friends are like, I don't understand. Like my best friends, you know, everyone who had them would listen to them all the time. They're like, I just don't get why you're hiding this from people. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I agree completely. I I listen to it now. I had heard one or two tracks over the years, but listening to the whole album now, I'm just knocked out. Oh, thank you. Randy. Especially as a whole project, how consistent it is as through artistry, and I also think the tracking order is very important as an entire yes, album. Yes, it is. And there, it seems to be a lot of thought went into the order of the tracks for this album.
1: Yeah. It seems, you know, it's funny. It seems to, every time I look on iTunes, it seems to change, which is, which oh, really? is bizarre. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> I don't know if that, like, goes by popularity. at sales, but it's bizarre. Like, the the every time I look on iTunes, the album order changes. So it's really weird.
0: What made you release it now? What was it that said, I, f- I feel like I want to share this now?
1: It was so funny. My mom, she came out to visit me And she's like, oh, look what I found. You know, she found a CD of all my finished music. And uh, I hadn't been able to find that in a while. And and we all sat down in the living room and and played it. And I just had this, I was looking around and um, people were crying and moved by the music. And I just had this sort of revelation. I was just like, oh, my God. I'm like, I have to release this. I'm happy. To me, like listening to it, I was so proud of the little girl that made it. It was just like an epiphany. I was looking around the room at, you know, my proud family and also kind of applauding the little girl who, you know, went through all of that pain and made some art out of it. I was like, I have to, I have to put this out now. And so it was like, I said to my mom, I'm like, mom, we need to do this. We need to call everyone. (laughs) We need to... (laughs) Um, And my mom took the album. She got it to the right people. We got it uploaded. And I was like, I need to find any way to promote this so people can finally hear what I did 12 years ago. Because I think that um, I wanted people to know me and know an aspect of me that I I hid for so long.
0: I think this really does that for you. I can only imagine what it's like, uh, and we've talked about this in the past, about when you are the daughter or the son of someone famous and you're your own artist in and of yourself and what i think is fabulous about this album is it really establishes who chloe is as an artist this sounds nothing like anything your mother does and that's the only time i'm going to mention your mother by the way um i adore her but we're talking about you
1: i did i did include her in the record i sampled just
0: you just Have a little.
1: I believe we're magic. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: there. But I, I do think what, what's wonderful about this is it really puts your stamp of what you do well. And we we got almost a little taste of this because I think it was right after this that you did Rock the Cradle on MTV where you were the, the last woman standing in the finals. And, and we got a little bit of, of this kind of, you know, I've been trying to think, I hate labels and I know you do too, but when we talk about music, sometimes we, we say pop music or country music. And, and, you know, I'm, I I would imagine this album falls technically under a broad scape of pop music, but it's, it's electronic music. And I was reading different descriptions. I was thinking there's a little bit of like new wave 2.0 for me, but The lyrics are so personal, I would almost... There's a label out there called Dark Wave that that gets into more personal but new wave music. And and so I was thinking to myself, well, is this dark wave music.
1: Ooh, I like that. I've never even heard of that. I like that. And doesn't dark
0: wave sound like something Chloe Latanzi would do, dark wave? Yes,
1: it does. That sounds like a song I want
0: to write. <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. OK, we, Actually, we need a dark wave song it's now. beautiful. Well, let's talk about a few of these songs, because you know I mentioned the lyrics. I love the sound. I really do. And the title song, first of all, no pain. I love these lyrics. I feel no pain. That will change in the morning when I see my face.
1: That song was about going through addiction and and you know running with the with the wild ones at night. It, it was for a friend of mine who I at that point you know I had my own addiction. It was my eating disorder. I hadn't quite I, I drank and I and I and I partied, but it was kind of an ode to her. She was really struggling hard with drugs and alcohol, and I was struggling hard with my eating disorder. And I and I would you know go out with her and run away from it all. And so, yeah, it was it it was a song about, you know, trying to distract yourself from your internal battles. Mm
2: -hmm. And,
1: uh, you know, I wanted to make the chorus sound really euphoric, you know, how you feel when you're, you know, on one. (laughs) (laughs) And then that will change in the morning when I see my face. I just I, I wanted to keep the chorus very simple.
0: I love that, too.
1: Yeah, cuz I I just felt like it really told the story well and the, the verses are very jarring and to the point and so yeah, it's about me and me and a friend who were who were both uh, trying to run away.
0: Another song that I think it's probably the most impactful for me, just because I think it's very, very personal, and it, and it re- relates to some of the stuff that you've talked about already, is the song Delicious. Yeah. Which, first of all, I love the sound of it. Very personal, though. But we get to the chorus, and um, if you listen to Your Hunger, you will grab it, because I'm looking, and I'm liking Got to Have It. You look delicious. Hope you're nutritious. Get in my body. Keep me alive. And knowing what you were going through at the time with, the body issues and anorexia. What an incredibly powerful statement to put into lyrics.
1: Thank you. I'm so proud of that. And I love the feel of that song. I it's so sexy and seductive, as well as being, you know, very dark and sad.
0: I love that you use the word seductive in a song that that, that talks about the idea of uh, delicious and nutritious and keep you alive and and knowing the battle that was going on. Seductive is such an interesting word. You use language so well, so I think that's a great word, right in of itself.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I'd actually, I really want to rework that song. I'd love to to work with a hip hop artist actually oh. on that song because if you can hear, there's a little bit of hip hop R and d yeah. influence in yeah. there. Yeah.
0: Oh, I think it's a great idea.
1: I wrote that song on a very dark and stormy night, so...
0: I also want to mention that you've been really brave in sharing. You know, we're talking about the body dysmorphia and and the anorexia so openly. You've been very brave about sharing this. You were recently on the TV show, The Doctors, where you talked about this. Yeah, that was (laughs)
1: terrifying.
0: You know, the audience loved you because you were so honest. You were so open about it, and I think you will be helping people by you talking about this issue so openly that I think that could help other people to know that they're not the only ones kind of struggling with that.
1: God, I hope so. I hope so. And you know you know, what's so sad, though, Randy, too, is like uh, even from, you know, when I have tried to reach out to help people, there's still those psychos uh, on the Internet being like, you need help, you're crazy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Right. I'm like, you need help. I'm trying to use the past experience to um, connect with other young men or women or older women, older men of all, you know, all colors, breeds and ages
0: is a terrific song and it sounds to me like a really Chloe song because your songs really get down to like the, the heart of the matter from where you're coming from like in a really honest way and that's why Lonely Nights to me and I love just the vibe of the whole song I really do thank you I can only imagine, where did that come from? The, uh, the chorus we get, Fears of Crying Keeps Me Lying in the Sands of Paradise, My Paradise. Sing for no mm-hmm. one, lost my someone, lonely nights in paradise, My Paradise. I think that's interesting that you come back to, In Paradise, My Paradise.
1: Yeah, uh, Fears of Crying Keeps Me Lying on the Sands of Paradise. Uh, kind of, I was kind of trying to say, Fears of Feeling Anything Keeps Me Where I Am. It keeps me from trying to swim off this lonely island. I guess that was, that's what I was trying to say. i comfortably numb, as Pink Floyd would put it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, that song, I often felt very lonely going through what I was going through, and I was surrounded by such beauty. I was in Malibu and I was fortunate enough to live in such this, you know, beautiful home and people mm. would think that, you know, what do you have to complain about? But I, I was very lonely and I, I was living internally in a very ugly place. Mm. So lonely nights in paradise. I, I thought that that was a beautiful way of expressing what I was feeling.
2: Forgot to close the door I can't face the day anymore Uh, Sitting on my own when the mountains meet the shore I need to feel the pain
0: One more song I want to ask about because this is one of those things that you do in your writing where I think you, you're you telling us what you're feeling and then you kind of flip the emotion a little bit and you get light about it. and This is Sad City. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you know what I'm about to say because in the chorus, and this is so I, – I, because – you just that laugh that you just did right there. The, this this almost what you do in the chorus because, because you sing, "Hey, come see the show. Forget where you go. We all seem to glow. Sad city. One walk through the gate, the light starts to fade. You'll never escape. Sad city. La da 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 da. And you're doing that little la that little sing songy thing. It's almost like this serious lyric, and then you flip it. And then you go, la-da-da-da-da-da, da, 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 and you just do your own yeah. thing with it, which I think is brilliant because it's it's almost like that's what people go through sometimes when they don't want to see what they're going through, maybe. Right.
1: This this song was actually about Hollywood. Yeah, I was coming, my, whenever I write a song, I I become a character. So in the verses, you'll notice I was kind of like the devil manager, mm-hmm. the The one who like discovers the talent, the person who is looking for, they're looking for validation through fame and they're looking through validation in this world that is truly empty. And so it's, you know, it's kind of like making a deal with the devil. You get into this industry, you kind of see it's, it was an illusion and it's not really what you thought it was going to be and it's never going to fulfill you fame and all that. It, that's not the thing that's going to make you happy, and that's kind of what I wanted to... Storytelling's really fun for me, so I like, you know, that was a, a fun storytelling song.
0: Well, I get it completely. It's one of my favorites on the entire album. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I get all of these these albums to review for The Randy Report. They stack up on my desk, and I have all these great publicists who send me things, and I don't want to like listen to a track here or a track there because I know that's not how the artist intended for me to hear it in the first place. So I right. sat down and I listened to the the entire album without stopping and I got to Sad City and it's like ah oh, this is so great. Well, the whole album, but Sad City completely stood out knowing you. Wow. Um, you. It really said a lot to me about the journey that you, you started on where you were and where you are now. So I just, those four songs alone, I, I encourage everyone to, to get the entire album. Don't pick and choose songs just because I'm mentioning four. Yes, please, buy the whole album Because <laughs> it really tells a story. Almost to the end of the show here, but I want to say um, what is coming up next? I know you are now the spokesmodel for a fashion line.
1: Yes, I am. It's, I'm a spokesmodel for equestrian design, and that's really fun. And I have a little business venture. Um, I'm out in Oregon right now. I can't talk about it yet. Mm, um, cause it's Because it's secret. But uh-huh. I'll be going back to L.A. to record more music because my, you know, my real passion is uh, recording, writing and recording, producing and making music videos. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be expect, you know, you're going to be seeing a lot more of that from me. I'm basically trying to raise money to feed my art. Mm -hmm. So I can afford, you know, I don't want to be with a label. I want to be in control of everything. And I think with YouTube and stuff like that, you can be your own, what would be the word? Mobile? Would that be the word?
0: Yeah. A dear friend of mine, Brenda Braxton on Broadway, she used to turn to me and say, you know, it's very hard running a world empire, but someone's got to do it. And yeah. um, I, I, I just see Chloe Latanzi running her own world empire. <laughs> and, you know, we do want a new music video. We do, because it's been a year since you your debut on the Billboard charts was number one uh, on yes, the Billboard dance club charts. Um, you have to believe. And, so, and the, the, the music video was fantastic. So we want a new music video to go with this album.
1: Yes, I think this album deserves you know a video it's going to be tough to to choose which song but i just i really want people to hear this because it just feels so good it just feels so good now for people to just know that i'm my own person i i can't tell you
0: well congratulations you have you made us wait and it was well worth the wait i love it i think everybody's going to love it these songs are so terrific they really Thank you. they really showcase you and they they tell us who you are as an artist and I, I just i can't tell you how proud of you i am i think it's awesome
1: oh randy thank you yeah and i'm, I'm also gonna be right i want to write for some big artists my dream is to have lady gaga sing one of my songs and you're just gonna be seeing a lot more of me whether you like it or not i'm sorry
0: <laughs> <laughs> excellent excellent well thank you so much for having time to chat and congratulations oh, on randy, the album i love you i adore you doll
1: And to your listeners, I love you too. I hope you have a beautiful, wonderful day.
0: And thank you, Chloe Latanzi, for sharing your music with us today. I want to remind the listening audience that you can follow Chloe on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, by looking for Chloe Latanzi. That's going to wrap up this episode of The Randy Report, but I want to remind you all that you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where you'll find me following the daily news cycle on stories regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment of interest to the LGBT community. I'm going to close this episode out with Chloe's fabulous song about Hollywood, Sad City.